Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like? Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take it. <laughs> Football is a game of passion. Oh, bollocks, Villa have scored. And that is why we love it. Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life. It's time to turn the volume down. Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count. And Mamoru Saku having an absolute howler. That doesn't count either. The worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history. He's a fraud. Sedan's a fraud. Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan Rodgers. All about the aesthetics, that's what I like to see. That is just a bit of stat padding. Individual sport masquerading as a team game. Look at his Instagram, he's the ultimate beat of me. BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck. <laughs> it just doesn't get any better than that. Hello, hello, and welcome to Under the Floodlights, and we are back from international duty. So stop booing players and shining lasers at people, as normal football has returned. In the Prem, Ronaldo uses up another day of annual leave. Newcastle forget to come back from Saudi Arabia. Chelsea stink. <laughs> Everton are still hoping there's three teams worse than them. Dean Smith is annoyed by rules that won't apply to him next year, and Sporting Integrity and Disney have found themselves in the mud. I'm Bailey Hutchison, and with me as always is Chris Ringland. Chris, how was your international break? Um, it, it was it was good, I think. Um, I thought it was lost on everyone that the only reason that Lee had to go into the playoffs and lose to North Macedonia was because Northern Ireland drew 0-0 with them in November. Oh, I feel horrendous for Italy now. That's shocking. Uh, which a lot of people seem to have forgotten. Which is I, I had forgotten about it. Um, so uh, yeah, very. I thought it was quite bizarre. They kind of followed from that because we had a lot of like um, crystal ball warriors who suddenly <laughs> decided that. Well, of course, there were all these problems with Italy, um, despite the fact that they won the Euros eight months ago. Well, that's my thing with Italy. It's like, how much do those boys like really care about it? You know, they, they've won a Euros, they're na- national treasures. I mean, it's pretty embarrassing, to be fair. It is embarrassing, but they've also won an international tournament, which m- most teams haven't. Yeah. And then you talk about it's the World Cup. Now, we'll, we'll dive straight into it about the World Cup draw. Uh, there's a few takeaways from this about a few of the groups and you can't obviously see everything but if the way the groups are drawn England against the USA is going to be an interesting fixture and there was a lot of sort of social media kind of buzz around like Rob Green you know getting his likes in you know he just Rob, posted, oh, oh of course yes that's just, the rematch yeah he just posted the eyes big numbers for Rob yeah uh, I also respect that it could be Scotland or Wales in England I like that. The entire thing's currently... Like, I have no idea who any of these teams are in these sort of playoff bits are. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's um, so it's Ukraine or Scotland versus <laughs> versus Wales. Yeah. Is, is that one. And then there's, like, the Arab Emirates or Australia <laughs> versus Peru. And then <laughs> New Zealand against Costa Rica. So it's... So the only, like, kind of newish team there would be the, the Arab Emirates. Apparently Those they must are- be good now. Those are two great teams you've just mentioned because I'm trying to work out from all the nations and who's going to be that sort of hipster team. Yeah. You know, like Costa Rica were. And well, God, remember that group of death they were in? Yes. And they got out of it? Yes, and they had um, Keller Navas. No. It's, I mean, it's got to be Canada, surely. Um, I don't know. I can't back them yet. Why? I just don't know who's in their team. Well, they didn't even do it with uh, Alfonso Davis, apparently, because he's been... He's yeah, he's like been a, out with his heart condition. Yeah, so uh, they've got a guy... From like Besiktas or something, and the managers from like Sunderland. Yeah, because there's a lot of talk that people are saying that Senegal are going to be the new Turkey in terms of being the hipster team. What? 
do you do you back the thing about how the the African qualification is brutal? How there's only like five teams. Yeah, they especially whenever you look around, like the fact that Saudi Arabia have somehow made it. Well, I, well, I would say the Asian qualification is easier, but that's just because there's not as many good teams. But it's based on like how well the teams do in tournaments. So it hypothetically should be fair, but like, mm. but I mean, like, there's no Nigeria, and there's no. Um, Algeria and so, you know there's all these teams who went out because there's only five teams that qualify yeah it's the fact that Mo Salah's not going to get the World Cup here is... well, well like well that's the way it goes <laughs> that's the way it goes <laughs> it was one of the funniest images ever I think of just watching Salah take that penalty and every laser I mean, ever like, invented like, it, we've got like, a... in his eyes <laughs> like no, no what, what... What's going on there? I mean, why can that not be stopped? Go on I, here, say Mo's taking one. He's more likely going to score. Just get these right in, the, right in his corner. Yeah. I, I mean, and that ended up because Qatar were in the pot A. It's like Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal and Holland. I mean, like... That's an interesting group because Qatar are just a real... Like, no one knows how good or bad they're going to be. Well, apparently they've got a lot of South Americans who have been given Qatari citizenship. Yeah, apparently they brought a load of lads over and just set up like one of these super academies. Yes. So these Shabby. lads could be yeah, these lads could be immense. We've no idea. Well, hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully yeah, hopefully Senegal and Holland do slap them about. Yeah. But like looking at it, I've got to say, England have to win it. I'm looking around. <sighs> well, who else is there? And I don't rate anyone. The only team I rate there is England. Well, I mean, France will be up there probably. Depending on if they all get along this tournament, <laughs> Spain will probably be well, well. To be fair, France did win it last time. Um, yeah, but the, they went to the tournament there and all hated each other and started slagging each other off behind each other's backs. Well, that that did happen. Yes, um, I, th- I think Spain are probably a tournament cycle away from being I, good again. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, th- 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 I mean, I think I've heard for the last four tournaments. Oh, this is Belgium's last chance with their golden generation. <laughs> I mean, is that like you know? Has that gone now? Or yeah, that's like, completely gone. And then Portugal are always there. I mean, Brazil are all right. Argentina are not all right, really, but they're okay. Um, yeah, there's not very many. Yeah. Pressure, pressure on Southgate for me, uh, and a bit more pressure added whenever uh, their own fans are booing their own players. Um, no, the, there's, there's a lot going on here, because in Harry Maguire's defence, I don't know if you agree with this, he's actually quite good for England. Well, I, I thought the exact same thing. I, you know, I thought the entire there's a load of takes going around being like, "This is disgusting." Like that's what <laughs> Safke came out and said. I just thought it was weird. Well, I like. I mean, in the game, just a boo player that plays for you. Well, it's just like, like, because because I, I I don't really understand the culture around supporting the England football team. I can't tell whether it's like a really kind of anti-establishment type thing, or it's like you know like the actual squad where it's like everybody loves each other yeah. I, I, I can't tell what being an England fan is and I think that's where the boos come from because there is such a mix of that of people who are just big England fans and then people who still have that club thing with them yeah like yeah I, you know I don't know like I mean yeah like before he was Man United captain I mean nobody was really like oh hi Maguire you know what yeah. a mug like I, I just don't get I don't see how he's polarising enough <laughs> To like be watching him in a friendly again. That's what we're talking. We're talking about a friendly against the Ivory Coast, and people are going. Yeah. You know what? 
he annoys me so much for his club team that I'm gonna boo him. <laughs> I yeah, I I don't get. It. I think he's really struggling to be honest. Um, you know, I think Ronaldo's usurped his authority as captain, and I don't really know what you do about that. But yeah, I don't know. Well, we've seen what they're trying to do. I've seen at the weekend that they've changed what side of defence he plays on. Have they? Yeah, which I think that's just that's overthinking the situation. Yes. As, as Roy Keane says, just get back to playing football well, train well, do all that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. And I do agree that I think the Ronaldo thing has probably hit him, which was a talking point. Uh, we'll talk about what I did over at the National Break, going to my Gary Neville TED Talk. Oh, yes. Yeah, tell us about that. Well, cause it was a, a very strange evening, Chris. You know what these kind of things are like. They're supposed to be, you know... Was it still your man from the Newcastle guy from Sky Sports News? Yes. Don't yeah. don't know his name, but he supports Newcastle and made yeah. a big scene about it, so he did. Yeah. But there was that guy. But you know what these evenings are like. They're supposed to go in, you know, tell a few funny stories, get mm-hmm. out, clear off. Right, yeah. Not too controversial. Not Gary. <laughs> Gary Gary decided to take us through his five point plan to fix Man United. <laughs> uh and what was it? Well, I disagree on all of them. I think you could probably see in the crowd, like people around me probably were looking, going, why, "Why is that guy like shaking his head at everything Gary's saying?" <laughs> so his points were: so he started off. Well, with, sorry, j- 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 just before you say it, like, is this a yeah. Man United room? Like, are you the odd one out, sort of thing? Oh yeah, yeah, this is a big Man right. United room. Right, right, right. And okay. also, Gary kept saying about how he'd sold the room out. I'll be honest, the receipts. And I, I, I just so people are aware. Um, in Northern Ireland, there is typically a very strong Man United affiliation, or there oh, tends to be anyway. You're talking diehards here, like you know, I, I, like you know, people at George Best and all the rest of it, you know. Oh well, that was an intro. Actually, on the topic of George Best and the Northern Ireland connection to Man United, before going in, the amount of nonsense I heard from like older fans it's funny like listening to it as a 25 year old, like these guys going, you know what, they, they just need to get back to like. Proper scouting. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like these guys were mentioning the name of some guy who like lives in like Glen Gormley or something, being like, like he could spot a player. See all these computers and all these stats and all. I don't mean nothing. A, a proper scout can spot a proper player and all. I was like, you guys do not have a clue about the modern game. Like, is that is that also where Johnny Evans is literally from? It, yeah, it's all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> it's whoever found him, they were like, oh, right. he. He can spot a player, and I was right, like, yeah, sure. he's, he spotted one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like these cards there. Yeah. You know, you're trying to explain that like these databases and all these stats had right. literally thousands of players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, w- one guy in his seventies wearing a tracksuit can Brilliant. pick out a guy. You know, Brilliant. love that. But anyway, back to his five points. His <laughs> first point was the Glazers need to stop taking a dividend out of the club. He 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 does. He, did he did he talk about the fan led review? The, the government's fan-led review. He loves talking about that. He did at the end. He started talking about <laughs> politics, so he did. And it, I, I think fan-led review. I've never heard that, that phrase said so many times by one person. I saw today he was tweeting about the fan-led review, <laughs> wanting it to be mentioned in the Queen's speech. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like Gareth. I think that woman's got other things going on to worry about your fan-led review of football. Yeah. So he brought up stopping dividends, which isn't going to happen. He wants the Glazers to sell. Oh, right. Semi-controversial. Yeah, he pointed to Chelsea and went, well, if they can get however many buyers, United will have them lined up. 
It was oh, like, what, grand, what, the Glazers aren't on a sale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, interestingly, he wants a new stadium, which I think is hilarious. I've heard, I've heard this as well. I was like, what, what, what's wrong with Old Trafford? Yeah. I, I think this is a nonsense. <laughs> this, I, I, whenever, I kind of worked it out that whenever your club is performing so badly, you have to find like literally every excuse. Right. And they've got down to their 70,000 seat stadium. No, no player is turning down Man United because of the stadium. Like, no, I, no, I haven't been to Old Trafford, but like, I've got the vibe after the past fifteen years of viewing it. I'm that, to, the last time I was there was three years ago, and like, it was brilliant. It's, it's pretty iconic, you know. Yeah, might have those weird like hills down to the corner flag, but other than that, that's the only part for me needs fixed. That bit of brick. <laughs> Yeah, like that's just a health dangerous. and safety hazard. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of the stadium itself, like I've no issue. You know, very, they're very they're strange. not they're not winning and losing games because no, you know, Ronaldo's looking at the stadium, going, oh, it's like a paint up there. <laughs> no, yeah. You then said uh, following on from that that so obviously he wants the Glazers to stay and stop their dividends, but he wants them to buy a new stadium, right? And a billion pound, and he was like, but there's an easy way to fund this. So he wants them to sell the naming rights to Old Trafford. Well, like the Spotify Camp New. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, there'll be no objection to this." What? I was like, I- "I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure there would be." I mean, even I mean, even Chelsea haven't done that. Yeah, or yeah. Liverpool. Well, Spurs have a brand new. St- Spurs can't sell theirs. <laughs> There's very few people out there want to sell or want to buy. Sorry, naming rights to a stadium. And to be fair, the only reason it's the Etihad is because the city of Manchester Stadium was a joke of a name. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. So, and then his, his final point was a new training ground, which again... I, I, I've heard him talk about this so many yeah, times as well. St- again, you start blaming the stadium, you start blaming the training ground, you're... He's like, oh, Leicester, have, Le- Leicester and Spurs, you know, <laughs> that's the benchmark, Leicester and Spurs. Again, it's like, how deep do you need to go? At the end of the day, there's 11 lads going on a Saturday and they're the issue, not the training ground they're at. I'm I mean, every sure t- it's fine. Like, every time I've watched the Salford documentaries, they seem to be playing in some, like, f- free-to-rent council estate pitch. <laughs> like, you know, Paul Scholes is walking about. Yeah. <laughs> Get the United boys down there. Yeah. But the entire thing, so it was, it was a lot of United men, you know, like, arms folded in there. Right. Green and yellow tops, nodding away. Green like, and yellow, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yes, Gary, yes, yeah. I agree. And then just me sat there being like, nah, mate, nah, you're talking nonsense. <laughs> to, to be fair, I, I, I do agree with a lot of what he says in general, but that is quite funny. Yeah, uh, yeah it's just in, in that room, and then he went off for a half hour talking about Pochettino against Ten Hag. <laughs> and his Twitter poll, they talk about his Twitter Exa- poll? Yeah, so he'd done the Twitter poll that morning, <laughs> so he had something to talk about that yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was also, to bring him on, there was like a three-minute montage of his career. A, a montage of Gary Neville? Yeah, of him no. playing football, and I'm sorry, everything they showed, it was like, just showing like a range of tackles. <laughs> All of them were fouls. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm watching the back being like, say, VAR, where in his day, the guy wouldn't have played more than 10 games a season um, did he talk about Northern Ireland at all no not one bit right right okay even though I had been sort of chirping a few United fans and I actually got one guy to agree with me I right. thought going out to it I was like oh shit stir a bit because I seen an article that day that was talking about in the headline was that David Healy is Sir Alex Ferguson's most successful protege <laughs> no 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 I, I, I go on I go on <laughs> <laughs> where was this? This was on ESPN, on like the ESPN website, talking about how 
David Haley winning cups at Linfield makes him Sir Alex Ferguson's most successful project. Oh, oh, as, oh, oh so, right, sorry. So they're, they're literally doing it by trophy hall. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, fa- right, so I, I thought as in because of like scoring a goal against England and no. all this kind of thing. Right, right. No, just in terms of trophy hall. So That's there's hilarious. There's a load, load of guys beforehand and like during, no whenever like you're in the concourse area and a yeah, few, yeah. few talking about the manager and I was like, oh, sure, I should get David Haley in. And there's a few, you know, what? like caught on. The Man United. Yeah, yeah, there was a few like new I was shipped there and like caught on, but there was like one guy who was like, you know what, that's not a bad idea. He's, he, he, you know, he's, he's doing well at a big club here, and I was like, brilliant, hook, line, and sinker. I always found as well uh, the Waterfront Hall like it's almost like kind of too grand the concourse for what the actual events yeah. are. Like, do, do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't designed for a night with Gary Neville. No, a hundred percent. And then my my last point on the entire evening, we'll talk about actual football in a second. Was the auction, Chris? You know yourself well, at these nights. There's like there's an auction halfway through. What would they have on offer? Yeah. So, <laughs> where is the money? What's it going to, by the way? And part of it goes to the company that like runs these events, and then the other part goes to like a local charity. That's a bizarre business. That is the company so, that runs these these events. Yeah. So the auction itself, I I felt. There was dirty tactics going on by <laughs> the company running it because the first three items, okay, so he comes out and was like, right, we've got a signed Cristiano Ronaldo jersey. Can I get some bids? And you know, the, hand, the hands go up, whatever. Yeah. Went for about 1,500 quid. What? Yeah. 1,500 quid? That, yeah, was, that was starting? No, that's what it went for in the end. I think he started at about 500. Oh, my days. We went about 1,500, and then he comes out again, he goes, right, next item, we've got a Bruno Fernandes signed jersey, and you're like, right, blah, blah, blah. Can't remember what it went for, but it was in, it was roughly the same figure, which I find interesting. But then he comes out and goes, right, third item here, I've got a another jersey signed by both Ronaldo and <laughs> Fernandes. I didn't just see the two boys who had just, like, won items being like, oh, you, like, <laughs> we've been yeah. done dirty here. I, I love I love these guys who are just whopping out fifteen hundred quid just on the spot in oh, Belfast. No, oh, like, no, honestly, I, I was about to bid. <laughs> there, there's something about an auction at these evenings. You know, you're a few drinks in, a signed shirt comes out. And you're like, here, I'll buy that. <laughs> and then there's there's one point he comes out. And it was the last item. He goes, I have a signed Jaden Sancho jersey here. Right, seven hundred pounds to start. That's what it went for. Like. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if, you, if people haven't been to them, I've actually seen a few people at it. If oh really? You haven't been to them? Go just for the crack that is the auction. It's always it's always Man United people. This company. I think over here they know they'll they know the sell with Man United. Yeah, yeah, they know <laughs> they know their market. But I think there, there's a Celtic one coming up over here as well. Or who the god? I think that they've a panel of four. John Hartson's one. I can't remember the other three. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, it is. It's always. It always seems to be Celtic, Man United, and Liverpool. Yeah, I mean to be fair, like you're probably going to guarantee that. Oh yeah, it's easy money. Yeah. yeah. So as you know, you're you're going to make a few quid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll get on to the actual football yes. of United against Leicester, a game which Gary described as soccer-eyed. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Right. Yeah, this okay. was this was our first Saturday night fixture back, and it wasn't great. No. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, 
I don't know. Like, I think whenever Rashford got tackled by Alanga, that was probably like the highlight for me. Um, <laughs> that, that summed up a lot of just Manchester United's issues and Rashford's current form in one. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, um, I, I thought it was interesting that Leicester just had Fafana and Johnny Evans as centre back. Yeah, like, out of nowhere. Yeah, I was like, Wesley Fafana's back, and it turns out that Wesley Fafana scored in the Conference League. Um, in the European match on his first game back. So Wesley Fofana is back from his um, like horrific broken fibula. I love that he was able to play a conference league fixture and for no one to realise. <laughs> I mean, I, I realised because I, I just came up with it, but like, I, it was interesting that nobody else really picked up on it that possibly the best centre-back in the world under the age of 21 <laughs> had just come back. Yeah, he's just all of a sudden returned fully fit. And uh, Johnny Evans also played, I think, 120 minutes for Northern Ireland while injured for Leicester and then came back. Or something. Oh, actually, yeah. that's a point I forgot about international break. I watched five minutes of Northern Ireland and it made me want to quit football. Uh, Luxembourg, was it? No, it was the other game I watched. Uh, uh, to be fair, great to see Stephen Davis on the score sheet. Oh, brilliant. No, <laughs> shocking, honestly. <laughs> back to this game, anyway. Uh, Man United, I've got to be honest, Fred, is Fred going to be their player of the season? <laughs> he's been immense recently <laughs> it says everything you need to know about Man United but genuinely in the game against Atletico in this game he was by far and away their best player but like where, where are we at with the um, Pogba because do you remember like the first couple of games this sort of is period when like Arsenal were going down and Tottenham were going to yeah. win the league and stuff um, I just remember Pogba was like he got like five assists or something in the first like couple of games. Like, yeah. Has he kept up with that there or what's... Sure, he was like, anytime you watch like Sky Sports News in the morning, it brings up like the stats along the side, being like top goal scorers and then top assisters. Yeah, yeah. Like Pogba for like seven months there was right at the top of that. Like, uh, he, did, he had some ship like eight in the first month. Yeah, so he's fourth uh, this season. He's got nine. He's just ahead of Jared Bowen. I genuinely don't think I've seen him since October. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, yeah, like, it's just, yeah, and like, I don't know, it's just always the same with, um, uh, I forgot his name, R- Ragnik as well. Um, it's, yeah, they're not even, like, excited to talk, it is just the same spiel every week. Like, oh, it's, oh, performance is really good, but we just didn't finish, it's like, yeah. Well, well, yeah, like. Yeah, performance isn't good, let's go to Roy and Gary say the same thing they've been saying for months uh, in the uh, studio. Ronaldo, again, oh, yet again. <laughs> Away again, sorry. Uh, yeah, where was he? Yeah. Uh, he claimed he was ill. Right. Well, 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 it's it's a new excuse every week. Well, uh, I, well. I've got to respect it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that that elite kind of level of club and just being like, wow, seem we'll be bothered this week, you know? Um, actually, I'm sort of stealing this take from another podcast I listened to, but that's an NBA one where they've noticed this season that for the LA Lakers... LeBron James, obviously their star player. Anytime they lose, you know, way like whenever at, at the end of a game, it'll come up saying Man United won, Leicester won. They'll have like a photo uh, right. of a player, and they'll have like the score beside it. They they picked up in the NBA that LeBron has never appeared in a losing photo for the Lakers. Whenever they posted something so, like do, that, what do you mean a photo? Sorry. So you know, like just one of them graphics end of the game, it'll just have like a, a photo of a player and then the scoreline beside it, being like right. Lakers win, Lakers loss. Right. They've noticed that anytime the Lakers have lost, LeBron's never been in the photo. I wonder if that's the same thing with Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> I wonder if you go back throughout the season and look at like that graphic, because Man United do post it 
Yes. And like in their match reports and everything. I wonder if Ronaldo's in those. I'd be very interested to find that one out. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually very nearly did lose this game. Disallowed Malison winner, Chris. Uh, yes, he. What happened again? It was the Varane sort of getting his legs swept oh, away. Yeah, like, yeah. I was. I don't know. Yeah. I thought. I thought they got away with one there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and fair play. And they sort of knew it was going to go too far anyway. But James Madison gave it stacks on the celebration. It, uh, there's there's few things better than that. And actually, James Madison, great week for him uh, in terms of his Boohoo Man deal. Uh, I've read today that Jack Grealish is getting seven figures from Gucci. I did see that, yeah. So that leaves more more room in the Boohoo Man budget for the likes of Madison, so well done to him. What, who's who's Calvert-Lewin with? And Tom Davis? I've no idea. I did see that Calvert-Lewin is on the cover of GQ this week. Right. Saying he loves annoying people with his clothes. And I was like, oh, there's Chris Ringland all over. It's more that, like, like at the very least, I mean, he's been pretty poor since coming back. But, yeah. but like, at the very least, he's kind of, like, done it on the pitch. Well, he said, well, go on. They ever didn't know because they ever didn't stink. Uh, Calvin Loom was on the pitch against West Ham. I don't, I don't think I've ever been more confident of a win in my life. Like, I was just like, well, how on earth are Everton going to beat West Ham? Like, Even whenever Everton got their goal back... There was no point where you're like a oh, West Ham are in trouble here. Yeah, I, yeah. I was just like, the, the, and then the, the, well, actually, the thing that annoyed me, I, I don't care about Calvert-Lewin doing GQ. What did annoy me was um, when he got taken off. He was like throwing his kit everywhere, and, and I was like, lad, if you're that important to the team, then you know score. I also thought he wasn't fit. Well, well, you know, he's I, been I, for I thought, so long. It's like you know. Yeah. I thought the reason like he was taken off was just purely because it wasn't right that sort of it was later in the game because I thought if he's not fit he'll play sort of an hour 70 minutes he played about 80 and then was taken yeah, off I, I just like I, I don't know what I don't know how you could be so annoyed and and then like I mean so Donny van der Beek got injured in the warm-up so yep. Mason Holgate had to play like a CDM type role it's like I think he scored, but he didn't actually play well, Mason Holgate. Um, no. And, yeah, yeah, and Cresswell had a great free kick, and, yeah, it was just, Ryan Fredericks played well. I should say as well that Aaron Cresswell um, is Liverpool, so, good for I him. heard that, yeah, I heard he's big red. Well, I, I mean, he's never, well, his accent is very thick, but he I've did start. Ne- I've never heard him speak, but. But, you know, he's very Liverpool, but he, yeah, he is a Liverpool fan, so. Again, yet another big red going around. that's. <laughs> This league's dominated by people now, who want Liverpool to win it. He also started a Tranmere like Mike Dean, so there, you know, because it's the like the feeder team, so mm. um, could be there, but definitely not Everton. <laughs> I'm just looking at Everton again, just sort of where they are on the table. This midweek's massive. Well, no, that, that game against Burnley is ridiculous, but like, and Michael Keane getting sent off, Bailey. Michael Keane getting sent off, like what? horrendous. What is he doing? Like a yellow <laughs> card, and then thinking I'm going to dive in like that. Yeah, I yeah, I, I still think that young guy Branthwaite is actually quite good, but so he'll get a chance now. Probably, <laughs> well, he's but... gonna have to start. <laughs> yeah, um, it, must, it must be shocking being Frank Lampard really going in the train every day and looking at the squad he has. Yeah, like I don't think that left. I mean, I don't, I don't really know how good the left back is, the Ukrainian guy, but he's definitely not better than Lucas Digna. No, tell you he that. Stinks. Like, yeah, he, he's not got the Ukrainian bump either in him. <laughs> 
but he's but like you're talking about like even that boy down from Rangers, Patterson, like he's not getting a look. Well, I think he, bad must he be? Well, I think he might. I think he is injured, but um, but yeah, your man Kenny's still playing. Yeah, no, I reckon no, nah, he's faking it. So <laughs> he's he's gone. What have I ended up in here? And also, your man Gordon didn't even start. I, I look, there's just a shambles. I think they're the worst run club in the Premier League and um, that level. Um, you know, boardroom level, and that's why they're in the position that they're in. But this match against Burnley now is absolutely crucial. And if you're talking about mental, like surely Burnley already have it in the mental game. I, I don't know about Burnley. There's a lot of those guys for me have just checked out as though you know we've done this sort of dance for five years now. This is going to be it. But also <sighs> Everton are awful. But there's, st- there's still some guy like you know there's like your Josh Brownhills, your Aaron Lennons, who are like, well, this is that you know, I'll never get back into the Premier League if we go down, sort of thing. And, and, no, and with yeah. Weghorst, I mean, you've always got a chance. <laughs> I love just the fact that we're still talking about Aaron Lennon in 2022. Unbelievable, great. He's had a great season. Because even Dwight McNeil got taken off at half time for Burnley because um, they were quite bad the other day. Actually, well, to be fair to Burnley, we'll talk about them quickly against Man City. That is a great result against Man City for Burnley because that's typically a 5 niller. Yeah. Like, every, every single year, Burnley get beat 5 nil by City, both home and away. Yeah. And they go down to an early goal and you're thinking, here we go, here's more of the same. Yeah, and Daish even sacrificed Corne to play, like, Westwood, Cork and Brownhill. You know, the, the, the trifecta. <laughs> Of, of Burnley Bowl. And it, I just, it's funny in my head that Wednesday night Chelsea are going to play Real Madrid, yet the biggest match going that night is oh, uh, against oh, Burnley. 100%. It's, Absolutely. It's, you know the way like the playoff final is like the richest prize in all football? I reckon Everton Burnley, financial-wise, is bigger than Chelsea against Real Madrid on I, Wednesday. I, yeah, it probably is. It's going to be electric. In terms of those two clubs, uh, well, unfortunately, talk about Chelsea and what happened on Saturday, Chris. I've, I didn't enjoy international. I normally do, you know, I go, oh, brilliant. We've, we've got a break away from international or from Premier League football, especially whenever it's such a grind. I find myself like buzzing for football to come back purely because I watched a show on Netflix called Is It Cake? And went, <laughs> and went I hope football never leaves me again because I'm watching trash like this. Um, and then it comes back. Tony Rudiger scores from 40 yards. I'm going, oh, this is easy again. This is nice. And then Brentford walk all over Chelsea. I felt bad for um, Loftus-Cheek. I mean, I, I read, because he got a start for once. I, I, I did read, a lot of people thought that it was because Marcus Alonso was playing as part of a back four. But surely it was more than that. I mean, unbelievable goal from Rudiger. You know, I'll give him that. But the defence was absolutely horrific. Yeah, Rüdiger's been due one of these all year. He yeah. tries us every game. I oh, think oh I know he does, because nobody yeah. ever tackles him. Yeah, <laughs> He also tried it in the first half, so whenever you try this twice a game, you're going you're gonna to get one a season. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you bring up Loftus-Cheek there. I'd put him, I'd put Alonso, I'd put Werner. There's a lot of guys to blame. But to, to, to be fair, really, Brentford were just great. Like Christian Eriksen, yeah, Brentford. Christian Eriksen, Brentford. If you go back to the first game we played them earlier in the year, should have beat us four one that night as well. V- very strange. They 
they just have our number for some reason, and I don't know what it is. I get you bring up Ericsson. I I count the scores three one because everyone has to let him score these days, <laughs> um, which, which we did. You know, he scored on international <clears> TV <throat> as well. Everyone gifts Chris. The guy might win the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> I, I I can't believe how good he's been since coming back. <laughs> I, I really can't. But yeah, his goal in particular was soft, and it was yeah. It, it comes from again just. It was a similar, you mentioned it the other week, actually, similar to that time West Ham beat Chelsea in like the last minute and you're just watching Chelsea from taking their own corner and then getting hit on the break and you're watching a guy like Marcus Lonzo track back and you're like, you have no confidence at any point of him getting anywhere no. near the player. No, I, like Tony and Mbwemo played really well and uh, Brentford's goalkeeper got into the Spain squad ahead of De Gea over the international break, which is quite funny. <laughs> David Raya, who I think is quite good. He he had a good start to the season, and then obviously dipped away with his injury and stuff, and has yeah. come back. Yeah, pretty good keeper. So, yeah. so Brentford are, are safe, I think. Yeah. Brent, Brentford are now a Premier League club. Well done um, to them. Good, good, good for them. Yeah. Yeah, really, really can't knock them at all. No? Uh, just from a Chelsea perspective, this reminded me a lot. Obviously, you're watching going four-one loss, and I kind of walked out of the room and been like, I hate football again. <laughs> and then have to remind myself. Around this time last year, we lost 5-2 to West Brom. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. Because, you know, you're coming away from a 4-1 loss against Brentford, going, brilliant, Who, who's our bounce-back game against? Oh, Real Madrid, brilliant. But, but uh, also, what's going on with, um, why was there, like, protests over the people who are going to buy you? Oh, that was about the, the Ricketts family. Yeah, uh, who, some... who are they? Yeah. I don't know a great deal about them, other than there was some So why are people emails. why are people annoyed about them? Because there's been some leaked emails where some of the language, language they've used is pretty Islamophobic, which right. isn't great. Whenever you have players like Rüdiger and Engolo Kanté, but when you say pitch. when you say um, emails have been leaked, I don't understand what that. Like, I, I I think this came from they're the owners of the Chicago Cubs, I think, and it's right. come through others. And it's come through other. Oh, so, oh, they're they're American. Yeah, yeah. Oh right, I see. It's come through other scandals, so it has. So there was a there's a bit of a protest there. I, right. I've compl- I can't even be bothered looking up who's going to be the new owners and everything. Chris, just that whole world's beyond <laughs> me. Yeah. So I see every I see stuff like this where people are protesting, and then the next day you find out certain bids yeah. are being blocked, and then the next day it turns out that two people are joining bids. And oh, I. It, it's beyond me. Just. Fan letter review. Yeah, fan letter. He's speaking about fan letter review, sure. John Terry's still trying to get his 10%. Is he? Yeah, he's trying to set up like a consortium no, he's where not. like fans will buy shares and they only want 10%. Yeah. <sighs> Which is interesting because I think John Terry's... Can he not just get a job or something? He, he has a job at Chelsea. Does he? <laughs> yeah. And now what? Own, he's one of these people turns up in a tracksuit and I think just goes around shaking hands, having... Cups of tea and biscuits so I, with people. Ha, hang on a second, right? So, so, so Dean Smith gave him like the pathway to become a manager at yeah. Aston Villa, and he he just left and didn't get a job. He left, went on holiday with the family for a while, and then has now come back and yeah, he just turns up. I, I honestly don't know what he does. He, I just see him at like youth team games. It's like, oh, there's John. Very, very strange. Yeah, it's. I, I honestly don't know what he's doing there. I really don't. Yeah. That's, that's actually that's a bit of homework for next week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. Uh, move on to Newcastle against Spurs. 
five different goal scorers for Spurs in an easy game. <clears throat> um, I, it was it was quite strange. Uh, again, Kulusevski stat pattern. Oh, don't even. I saw the stats before the game, saw the stats after. Um, Guy's unbelievable. I'm, I'm really wording off to start accepting him as a good player. I'm also I'm also finding it really bizarre this resurgence of Matt Doherty. Who was number 10 for the Republic of Ireland during international break. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, that's an issue. Um, yeah, the Newcastle were just... Um, they just weren't very good, to be they honest. They were still on the Saudi Arabian beach. So did they go to Saudi Arabia during the... Yeah, uh, they, they, went for, they went for a warm weather training camp again. See, when they say war... Why do they always say warm weather training camp? <laughs> like, like what, what difference would that make in the Premier League? I think it's literally just so they all go on holiday so that they're not in miserable England. Yeah. Um, you know, well, it's like, where, where would you rather be at the end of March, you know, in Newcastle or in 50 degrees Saudi Arabia? In Newcastle, probably, um, to be honest. but um, <laughs> That's just because you wouldn't survive in 50... You're like, no, you wouldn't last a second in 50 degrees. I mean, all I heard about Newcastle during the international break was that Bruno Guimarães scored an absolute screamer for Brazil or something, apparently. Um, I love that he can get in the Brazilian team and can't get in the Newcastle team. No, well, I mean, so he started the last couple before the. I mean, I, I keep hearing that this guy's like he's like the next thing. Yeah, he's um, world class. You know, he like, sets the tone in the team. I assume that um, it was probably because of jet lag or something. But at the end of the day, Brazil just aren't actually that good at the minute. You know, as well, like they're, like they're all right, but like they are relying on people like Richardson and Bruno Guimarães, who like who are good players, obviously, but like. I mean, was Danny Alves not still playing for them? Yeah, I saw someone <laughs> we talked about it earlier with like the World Cup draw. Someone tried to say how Brazil were favourites. I mean, they're definitely like a, not. I like, put up like a photo of their depth chart, and they had Danny Alves still starting. I was like, yeah, they're starting. Not. Yeah. <laughs> now I don't know if he would because they had that guy Danilo just below. I, him. Is Thiago Silva still playing? Thiago Silva. Still playing. Uh, but yeah, the strange comments post game, and I was talking about Talksport like this morning as well. Uh, I think it was Janola on Sky and then Simon Jordan on Talksport today. The Scar- what, did David Janola, sorry? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. I just can't say it with my accent. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> they were comparing Harry Kane to Maradona. Um, in what in what sense? They were just like, oh yeah, he's good at passing. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> Harry, Kane, Harry Kane's pretty good. He's, he's phenomenal. Um, the compare him in any way to Maradona is weird, just... In well, terms of stature, anyway. Well, it's it just <laughs> well. There's something. That, well, yeah. Maradona is like a like a like mythical almost. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Harry Kane is not quite that. Yeah. I, I find it interesting. Harry Kane had a phenomenal game, and if you yeah. listen to it, like you could turn your brightness down your TV and just listen to Jimmy Carragher, like wax poetically about him for ninety. It was horrendous listening to Carragher talk about him. But yeah. Anyway, but Kane, uh, it's interesting that. The better he plays, I, I don't know if you agree with it, the better he plays for Spurs, the harder it's going to be for him to leave, I think. Well, I mean, that, that's kind of the problem, because yeah. if, if Haaland goes to City, he's obviously not leaving them. Yeah, because Man United wouldn't be a step up. Yeah. At, at the current time, you know. You may again, as well stay at Spurs. Again, you may as well stay at Spurs, you know, according to Gary Neville, you know, the stadium's everything. <laughs> So they, uh, they probably have a nicer training ground. There's also a bit of disrespect going around because, like, I, you know, obviously I'm biased that I support West Ham, but have you noticed, Bailey, in the over the past couple of weeks, when they talk about the top four, um, 
like West Ham have just been dismissed. Let's get yeah. out of it. No, it serves just right. We, we, we were fifth until Spurs played. Yeah, you just racking the big lad, though. That's what happened. We were fifth ahead of Arsenal and United until oh, Spurs yeah. played. Yes, we're getting too big for your boots and then we're, fell away slightly, but now... We're actually we're ahead of Man United are currently going into the Conference League, as things stand. That'll be hilarious. Ronaldo on the... Con- <laughs> I'd love to see that. That'll be the best thing ever next season. The excuses Ronaldo pulls for Thursday nights. Oh, I'd like Zoria Luhansk. Ronaldo turning up the play Cliftonville. Because <laughs> that's a genuine possibility with that. It is, yeah. R- Ronaldo getting tanked 7-0 by Bodo Glimt. Oh my days, yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's Spurs, Spurs win, but I still think top four-wise, Arsenal are the theme like. Well, 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 Arsenal still are in the best position too, but a bit of disrespect for, you know, the amount of teams they're still... I mean, you could even make an argument for Wolves still. Like, not w- for w- top, w- no, not whenever w- Wolves you... Went, Wolves went sixth or fifth um, after they beat Villa. Yeah, Wolves were handed a goal against Villa because of... <laughs> Boys slipping all over the place, which Gerard tried to make fun of, and you're like, Stevie, I'm not even funny, mate. But yeah. I think whenever you look at Arsenal having like three games in hand over West Ham, and obviously two over Spurs, gotta win them. Well, that, yeah, that is true as well. But three games, I'd like to think they'll win one. Well, to pull away from the mighty Hammers. Yeah. So we'll go on to the top two, Chris. Who I think <sighs> for, for me. We look at Sunday afternoon's fixture between West Ham and Everton playing on the Sunday after international break. Why on earth are Liverpool and Man City playing on the Saturday? Because it makes them look a lot worse. Because they're boring. I know, but, I, but I've like jumped on to the Klopp thing. Like, Why are Liverpool playing at half 12 on a Saturday? Was Klopp still... Was Klopp guarding about the fixtures? No, I am. Because <laughs> he normally does, but that's only if they draw or lose. You know, there was that famous one against Brighton last year where he probably lost the head at Des Kelly. <laughs> um, but like, I'm watching the game, being like, these boys just aren't up for it. Like Liverpool, obviously, go on the win, you know, comfortably as well. Watford weren't really in the game, especially once Jota gets his standard header. I do, like, look, I have no sympathy. I never hear. Watford complain about the fixtures. I never hear Norwich complain about the fixtures. I never hear Burnley like just. But that's because their players aren't going away. That's what I'm saying. Like why not? Well, well, some of them are. Especially Watford. Like three of them. What did international do? Yeah. Oh, they are. No, they. Oh, Chris, come on. But 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 even if they weren't, get on with. No, I think start putting proper teams on the Sunday. So so if the disadvantage is you're playing more games, well. That's flipped by you have much better players. But just let the, boy, let the boys have a bit of a rest, you know? They're, they're coming back from all over the globe here. Bit of a rest? They've, they've had a rest? Yeah, not the boys coming from, like, Brazil. My, my issue... Well, well, well that's, where, that's where England geographically is. <laughs> what, 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 what can you... If, if anyone has an excuse, it's Chris Wood. <laughs> like, so uh, my issue is that we've now got this build-up to... City Liverpool next week as being like whoever wins wins the league. I, I've, I have a real issue, Bailey, with the amount of chirping und, under the surface chirping of, you know, Liverpool could just be on the cusp of something special, you know. And I'm Quadruple. like, I'm like, just, 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 just don't, just don't even, please, like, you're, you're, <laughs> you're just gonna ruin it for yourself, you know. Yeah, they, they do. It's inter- I, They'll end up winning another. They'll do at least a double. 
but it's quite funny how the Liverpool hype is so much at the moment that everyone who's hyping them up so much has forgotten about Man City. Right. It's like Man City are still brilliant. You know, they're still on themselves for a treble. Yeah. But everyone's like so focused on Liverpool that City's kind of going under the radar weirdly. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. But I think Liverpool could win the league purely based on decisions they get. The penalty on Saturday, Chris. Um, if you're if we're given that, now I have no issue with it being given. I thought it was a penalty, but if we're giving that, you're given a penalty every game. So uh, this this was the one that this wasn't that the handball was um, Norwich. What what was this one? This was just the rugby tackle. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. So, well, well, I I pointed out to you that Roy Hodgson had a bizarre comment. In the interview after, where he was About like, far. he was like, well, you know, it, it, you know, before VAR, you know, like this wouldn't have been given. Well, no. of course, it, well, well, like, of course it should be given. He rugby tackled him. Well, that yeah, cause we went from a weird point of VAR where initially, remember that World Cup in Russia, this yeah. type of decision was given, and we're all going okay, like Panama in England. Yeah, yeah, we're all going okay, dead on. That means you know, whenever we're watching the Prem defenders are going to have to be better you know they're going to have to stop putting arms around and everything and the prem never looked at it there's been plenty of calls like this that have never been given but on saturday for whatever reason this was given and it should be but it's just weird how but, but roy was like oh yeah me and jürgen were on the sideline saying what are they checking you know as, yeah, as, exactly. as if that's a reason to not check it but that's the thing because it, it, we've now gone so many years of not checking this it's just so bizarre all of a sudden we are yeah and i'm all for it but just be consistent don't turn around in april and finally right. go we have to start looking at decisions like this uh we'll go to i'm trying to think where else we've we've left out Le- leads against southampton chris yeah this was interesting yeah you text me earlier, I've not seen it because I fell out of love with football. Uh, <laughs> but you text me earlier about something that happened with the Leeds manager. Yeah, it was, it was a great uh, a great moment when, well, I don't think I've ever seen this before. Um, so, so Luke Ayling comes off because number two was on the, um, the board for yep. strike to come on. And then Jesse Marsh is like, why are you coming off? And then turned around to his coaches and had to get like blurred on match of the day. Because he starts screaming at his coaches because they put up the wrong number. They wanted Liam Cooper to come off. <laughs> so did Luke, Luke Ayling did go off in the so, end? So, that, so Luke Ayling's kind of standing there. And then, then Jesse Marsh is basically like, oh, well, we'll have to just accept it now. Brilliant. Um, I, I've never seen that at Premier League level. Yeah, that is like proper amateur league stuff. Yeah. I'm just having to accept it as well. Like literally not rectifying the situation. Actually, while you're talking about Luke Ayling, I did notice over the international break, this, this was something that I thought was interesting because Gary Neville didn't talk about it. I remember <laughs> the other week whenever United were playing badly and he was like, I can't believe these guys are going out and living their lives. And he was like, oh, so, some of them have been at the boxing, some have been at the F1. Luke Ayling walked out with Josh Warrington for the boxing fight the other weekend. N- not a word out of Gary. Um, yeah, I, I think that's all a bit weird, to be honest. I think, like... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've never heard him complain about Jack Grealish literally going to nightclubs every other week. Yeah, Jack Grealish stinking at football since he moved the city. Yeah, um, and, and you know everything's fat. You know he's now got his million pound, whatever it's going to be, Gucci deal. Um, this also put James Ward Price seconds to David Beckham for free kicks in Premier League history. 
Yeah, it's Def Tax's Jail Ford Price scoring from outside the box, like, I, isn't it? I mean, like, he's just he's just unbelievable. Like, he's so one of those players. I'd love to see him just on the plane for Qatar, just yeah. to watch like the world wake up to him. No, you know, I, just I, to be fair, I thought he should have been in the England squad mm. at the Euros. I thought he was very unlucky. I just like the idea of Price like scoring two free kicks in Qatar. Yeah. And then like rumours coming out that like Bayern want them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just want him to be one of the you know where every World Cup has that player? Yeah, James Rodriguez you is like t- the exemplar. James, yeah. Keylor Navas type player where you yeah. just come with who what was the Mexican keeper called? Oh, Ochoa. Yeah, yeah. The Bang average fingers. at club level. Bang <laughs> average at club level. Yeah. I would I would just like Price to be one of them. Yeah. We're just out of nowhere, you know. He, he goes to Juve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, 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 he's brilliant. I, he's still like 27. Mental. Yeah. Like if he does stay in the Prem, like he's, he's going to break that record easily. Oh, no, he, yeah. he, he will break that record. Mm. Yeah. Uh, before we go on the mud, you of course want to bring up Brighton this weekend, Chris? Well, well, let's be honest. Well, can I, I'm actually going to put it to you, Billy. What do you think of that result? So, <laughs> Brighton, so Brighton drew nil nil with Norwich to end their <laughs> six game losing streak. I just found the entire thing. I can I'm not watching this, uh, but the, yep. the things that went on around this game from both managers. So you sent the article today to me about Graham Potter saying that his players don't like the fact that the fans are shouting shoot no I, I, that, no if you ever needed if you never needed like just in one simple article everything that's wrong with Brighton and Hove Albion that is it yeah like why that's that's an all-time excuse I said to you like that's something like Prime Mourinho would have come off with yeah uh, like complaining about them saying shoot like yeah, once you start gurning about like what the fans are saying, like, like in the penalties, just the entire thing. But I also think on the other side with Dean Smith, Dean what Smith was he was, saying? Yeah, he was complaining this week about the five subs substitute rule coming in. To, to be so, fair, I I agree with him on that. I, well, I, 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 I yeah. I also agree with him because I think there's sort of an art to picking your starting eleven. If you can have five subs, if you put the wrong starting eleven, you can basically change half a team. Yes. And and, yeah, and if you're City or Liverpool, you can ease out all those flying from Brazil or whatever yeah. nonsense you're complaining about. <laughs> it's a lot of, but I just find it interesting that Dean Smith, someone who this rule isn't going to affect, gurning about it. it well, yes. And you know, we do have to say as well, like I, I have recognised many times on this podcast, I do think Graham Potter is genuinely a good manager. But 26% win percentage at Brighton. He, in yeah. 120 matches, like, you know, I, I'm just going to objectively say that. I, I just, I don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't get the love. After after that quote at the weekend, I may have to join you on that take. <laughs> I may, I may just have to turn. I just, I want to be the the opposing view to you, but yeah, that, that was an all time bad interview quote. <laughs> yeah, you can't have that going right. Uh, so we're going to in the mud, Chris. I've a, I've a range of things we need to get on to. A lot of things happened, yeah. A lot of things have happened. Firstly, an update on a previous in the mud, right. which was Soccer Saturday, because Jeff Stelling has announced he's staying another 12 months. No, he hasn't. He, he Jenny, you didn't a, hear this? Have you missed this? I, I yeah. missed this, yeah. Big, big man put out a quote to say, yeah, he, he's been, you know, he's obviously said he's going to retire, but his... Was having cold feet about the decision. So, so negotiations with being 
BT. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Wrong, obviously. Yeah. Right, okay, right. Clearly, being or still paying too much money for like Richard Keys. Right. Yeah. Bringing like a proper broadcaster like Sterling, so it'll be on the TV for another year with whatever nonsense panel they have. Do they have? Do they still have a different one every week? I don't, I honestly don't know. I've not watched it because of how bad the panel is in terms of like Sherwood and Clinton Morrison. Yeah. Yeah. Just like I can't put up with that. Uh, one one positive pundit thing over the weekend. Um, I don't really saw Nedim Oniuwa made his de- match of the day debut. Uh, I didn't watch match of the day. Uh, he was he was very uh, he was very good. Um, far better than some of the other ones they normally have. So hopefully he so, continues. We'll see. I reckon I can go back and watch it and I'll find fault. But <laughs> he, he also famously had a scrap his lata in the MLS when he played for Real Salt oh, Lake. Of course. So. I imagine like Slatan was completely at fault and then went, I'm a lion or some nonsense. He tried to enter the locker room. <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> elsewhere, uh, we were speaking about this yesterday, Chris. Uh, Disney are in the mud. Right. Because, if I don't know if people have seen this, Dejan Lovren has <laughs> cancelled his subscription. <laughs> remind, remind the listeners, Bailey, what, what club does Dejan Lovren play for? I think he's currently at Zenith. Z- Zenith, Zenith, St. Petersburg. Is that? I think so. Oh, interesting. Right. <laughs> great, great, so, his, great, great history that club. Really, really so, treat, treat players well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one time, best defender on the planet, Dejan Lavrent tweeted yesterday. Just cancelled my subscription for Disney Plus. Disgusting Disney <laughs> with the being sick emoji. Hashtag boycott Disney, and then has taken. He, he has his phone in front of him while he's confirming the cancellation but, but, of Disney Plus, but it's taking a photo of it with another phone. So, so, so there's that aspect of it, the taking the photo with the other phone. But, but sorry, what's it, what is he boycotting? I, Why, I don't know. Because there's no there's no context. I, I typed I like clicked on the hashtag boycott Disney and couldn't find anything. Yeah, and if you look into like the cancellation, it says if you confirm and end your cancellation, you can still access it until the twenty eighth of December, twenty twenty two. So like, by that stage, he'll go okay. You know, the kids will get at him over Christmas, but like, Daddy, get Disney Plus back on. You know, he's still got eight more months of Disney to go here. I actually wonder what happened to Disney stock price whenever that happened. I'd love if it went down. So, so I'm just saying. I mean, according to Wikipedia, uh, it was because of their um, their inclusion of LGBTQ plus content. But he didn't oh, actually. Dejan. But, he, but, but, he, but he didn't actually explain that in his in his boycott on his yeah, second. Yeah, that may film. not be his reason. So, so, so why did he not say that? Yeah, he might not just be. He might not be happy if like the current Marvel movies coming out or something. You know, but we'll stay in the same country. Actually, Chris, uh, we spoke about sporting Russia? integrity. Yeah, we spoke about sporting integrity on our last podcast, mm. and sporting integrity is another one in the mud this week. Mm. This news actually broke very early in the international break, so I actually said the Chris before this. I thought we'd already covered it, but no. All right. Uh, on March twenty sixth, the news broke that Burnley's attempt to rescue Victor Moses from his current club in Russia has been blocked. Uh, FIFA and UEFA discussed it and the move being blocked on the grounds of sporting integrity. Uh, as in on Burnley's part or Spartak Moscow's part? And, and, uh, this is apparently for the Premier League to keep the sporting integrity within the Premier League. FIFA and UEFA have gone, no. But has you there not cannot, been... You cannot leave Russia. 
But has there not been players who have left Ukraine and Russia and they've got like their contracts terminated or whatever? Has that, yeah. has that not been happening? Or, yeah, I, I I've, know, seen, I've, seen that, I've seen that plenty. Oh, right. But yeah. for whatever reason, Victor Moses at Spartak Moscow can't so, get out. So Dice is trying to bring him in to save him? Yeah. Hmm. FIFA and UFA have just gone, you know what, big lad? You're hanging about. Which, Interesting, yeah. based on the new contract they signed when... It was like, well, 10 days before the war. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah. Um, do, I, I assume you have a soft spot for Victor because of his... Love the guy, cult hero. Yeah. I, I just hope I hope he gets back. I would have loved to have seen him at Burnley. I think he'd be a good Burnley player. The FIFA and UFA in their infinite wisdom to force him to stay out there. Mm. Yeah. Just very strange all around. But yeah, Sporting Integrity and Disney in the mud this week. Mm. Uh, Chris, that will be us. Any final thoughts? Uh, well, if, you know, it's not the only big European game this week, Billy, in Chelsea-Real Madrid, as as you know. Um, some big Europa League fixtures this week. Oh, is there? Um, there's West Ham-Leon. Uh, Rangers that. are back. And uh, Barcelona... Uh, you know, because apparently, you know, Barcelona are back. You've probably heard this. Uh, yeah, Gerard Piquet tweeted it. Oh, oh, right, okay. So uh, so they're, they're playing Frankfurt. So uh, I've heard from several people... This is uh, this is Barcelona's to lose this tournament, <laughs> which is which is audacious. Uh, I would I would posit um, for for that club. Well, I'm gonna say it's West Ham's to lose, Chris. I'm gonna put the pressure right back on the Hammers. Listen, if we if we win and Barcelona win, that's who we play. You'll that's what, that's what we all want. Let's be honest. We that all that, that is that. the fixture left in the Europa League. That that would be that, the that, that would be the biggest fixture this season. That that would make me watch football on a Thursday night. <laughs> Saying a lot. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that'll wrap us up for our first show back up here at the National Break. We are flat out until the end of the season nicely, so I look forward to that. Uh, before we end, just best wishes to Louis Van Hal. Some of the news uh, that came out yesterday. Oh, so best, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Best wishes to Louis, and yeah, that'll wrap us up for the week, and we'll see everyone next week. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs>